Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Scott, thanks for joining us on the show, brother. It's uh, definitely good to see you. And you're having a, are you having a cold one now? Yes, Nev. I've, I have joined you in a luxurious <laughs> drink. I'm drinking Jim Beam. A minty fresh one. Look. I just brushed my teeth. Uh, you know that. I know. I know. We had to restart. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty awesome to have you on the show again, man. Well, Minus Life are about to release the new excellent album, Contorted Reality, on October 1st. And this album ticks all the fucking boxes for me, man. It's heavy, it's melodic, and it has this industrial metal flavor that, uh, that I love, that I've always loved. And uh, 39 minutes, man, on the dot. It's a shit ton to unpack. There's a lot going yeah. on. It is, man. I'm very, 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 very happy with it. Man, it's so good. It must be a hell of a feeling because, I mean, I saw that you unpacked a whole box of fresh albums the other day, CDs. Yeah, yeah I, I did. And I've got, I'm actually sitting this on the box right now, one of the boxes <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, Trav, it got sent to Trav, or Trav went and picked them up, and they're that digipack look, and people are asking if the lyrics are in there, and it's like, nah, man, but I will be releasing all the lyrics because, you know, a lot of bands aren't doing that, but we will have them all online for everybody to have a look at. You know, but as you know, being independent bands now, you know, it's an extra cost to chuck all that stuff in, and online is just easier, you know, it's so much more accessible. That's it. That's it. Hey, will it be the thing where, you know, where you got iTunes or Spotify or something where you can click lyrics and it, it'll pop up? Is that the plan? I got no idea. My brother does all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, my brother does all that stuff. I, you know, and if it is available, I wouldn't know because I am really bad at technology. Like I really have found out how old I am because <laughs> I, I have to, it took me five minutes to work out how to do Google Pay with one of my, um, cards the other day and I was like man I don't like this I'm just going to stick to don't ever go fully digital well because I'll be stuffed man I, I find that too like we've got one of those uh, yeah. you know square reader things at work oh, yeah. and I'm forever breaking it sorry Rich but um, no, no <laughs> I'm like just, ah, ah. but um, of course man uh, it's been 17 years since the release of uh, Eternal Urban Megaside and I remember how groundbreaking that was when it came out for a local band like it was it was incredible now fast forward to contorted reality it feels like it's a good blend of that stuff plus a very modernized version of, of minor minus life as well 
how important was that going into that with, uh, you know, keeping that musical identity that you started and, and evolving it? I think the biggest thing, it shows that who, who the songwriter really is, and, and that's Ryan. Ryan. Ryan and myself, well, we were two of the original members out of the three that are still there. And although I'm a vocalist, I do have a lot of in, input into the music. Mm. Um, the guys have learned how Scott speak works. Like there might be a riff that I have in my head or I hear something, I go, hey, can you go like, duh, 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 you know? <laughs> And they go, oh, like this. I go, yeah, but make it better. And they do it, you know. And and with Trav, Trav doing all the orchestrations and that. But yes. he, I think, um, I don't know, Ryan's still the same player, you know, but he's shined a bit more in this album, not giving too much away, where he's playing more guitar solos, which he didn't yeah. in the last album. And it's something that he hasn't been, um, you know, he's not known for, but his guitar solo work is ridiculously good. Um, he's a He's not... You know, you look at some of these guys now and they're just like, it's not doing all that. He's still got that classic sound, that dime bag sort of feel, that vibe, Devin Townsend kind of yeah. way of playing, which I think, to me anyway, a lot of new bands are sort of missing. I've, I still listen to new bands and they're all good, don't get me wrong. They're phenomenal players. And, but it just, it feels like music's losing groove. It's losing feel in a lot of bands yeah. now. It's all like, and you're like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But if it doesn't groove, I lose interest really, really quick. Yep, that's it. So yep. I feel with the getting back to the question without me tangenting too much because I tend to do that, it feels like we sort of – it's like we sat down, we thought about it, and we've always had that sort of sound and then, you know, manipulations on the album. And that was actually – a song that we were playing back in the day yeah. that we redid. We did a single, we want to do it. And obviously we redid Bodies on Fire for this one because we felt that it's such a, you know, I guess for Minus Life was the the Davidian to Machine and Bodies on Fire is to Minus Life really. And okay. we were like, it was never recorded really, really well. And with this album, we thought, well, why not bring it back out for this album? It sounds huge. Sounds huge. And I, I guess the whole thing about Minus Life, I've always thought, is you, you've had a more of a international sort of European sort of sound in there and what, what you do. And it seems with that, that stuff that Travis has done with the orchestral stuff, it's really pushed that further into that international sound. Do you feel that as well? Yeah. He's done such an amazing job, man. It sounds incredible. Yeah, I, he's been doing it fly by the seat of his pants kind of stuff too. Like, you know, he just started dabbling in it. Uh, Order Disorder was really, is really Travis's baby. Um, you know, the film clip, and that was really Travis came to us with the with the progression and with the. You know, he had that. He's a big Meshuggah fan, but what I like about what because I'm personally not a big Meshuggah fan. Same thing again. It gets to, it's like you got to count the music, not feel it. But Dad, yeah. having said that. Uh, Chaos Fear was a great album. You know, Terminal Illusions got me right into um, that sort of stuff. But Travis has put a bit more of a groove feel to it yeah. rather than – so there's still some groove there. And with the way Ryan plays, it's like – and it took me a while to write to that song. I, I found it very hard to write to at the start. But um, 
now I'm starting to get there a bit more. But what he's done is just amazing. And and the same thing is there's been a lot of a learning process for him and a learning process for me and a learning process in recording um, of frequencies for vocals and the orchestration. So going forward for, without giving too much away, the next album. Oi. Ooh, Oi. the next album. We've already started thinking about that. So, yeah, looking forward to the future. That's for sure with all that sort of stuff. One thing I did want to know, and I, I know it's kind of, it's a little spoiler, a little, little tiny spoiler. But we like spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've already got that exclusive. Um, what sounds like a female opera singer? Yeah. Best Architect. Is that a guest vocalist? No, that's Travis programming it. Wow. He actually did that. That's programmed. We we talked about potentially doing it, but we were all like, why, man? He's like, oh, I don't think it sounds natural. I'm like, I don't think many people are going to know the difference unless we tell them. Trav actually programmed that in. That's insane because I went back when I was listening to I was listening to it at work today, and I, I noticed it before I went, hang on, wait, 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 wait. And I backed up. And listened to it a couple of times, and I went, "Is that a guest vocalist, or am I just being fooled here?" Because it's fucking on point. Good job, bro. Yeah. If you're out there, good job, bro. I'll buy you a beer for that one. <laughs> fooled me. Fooled me. Yeah. Uh, Travis just done an amazing job, man. He's really, really done an amazing job. And that song in itself, like for me personally, that's the first time I've ever done a full. There we go. Spoiler time. Done a full ever death metal vocal on a track nailed it yep nailed Full time it. first time ever and if anybody goes uh, i've already had a couple of people you know the behind the scenes people that listen to it they go oh it sounds like this dude i said man if you ain't hearing negro from behemoth i ain't interested <laughs> because that was that's where i drew my vocal influence from yeah. uh for that song is like i really wanted to you know i really love negro's way of doing it of how he does death metal vocals he you listen to a lot of death metal vocalists not many of them phrase like he does he has a very unique way of phrasing it's a very intelligent vocalist he is and i hear i'm hearing bits and pieces of that now yeah some of the like the way you've delivered see i think you've you've pushed your your vocals in some new territories on this one i've heard it a lot here it's very it's it's very colourful vocally, and I, I I applaud you for it, bro. Like you know what I mean? Because you can go in there, you can do the same thing, but you've gone. I want to try some different avenues. Is that something that, that was the goal for you? Um, to be honest, and I, I spoke to Sai about this. Um, he and I did a an interview. It's actually a very confronting time for me. Um, about a year ago, I wasn't sure if I ever wanted to do music again. I wasn't sure that. Modest life was going to be me anymore, um, but that was coming from a very different person. Uh, was suffering very bad depression, um, and I was just very in very dark times. Um, and and if you listen to the album, negative thought process is yes. about that. Um, so you know that that was a very very that song is very uh, hits a lot of you know, it hits home hard for me. And it sort of paints a picture of what I was going through at the time. And and the guys, you know, were super supportive because I was so up and down. I was like bipolar. I was one minute like, and it could just be the smallest comment would just trigger me. And I'd be like, no, 
fuck all this, I'm not doing it anymore, I've had enough of you, I've had enough of you, I've had enough of you, I've had enough of you. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, hey, man, no, I'm all good. I'm still in the band. And they're like, whoa, it was just crazy. And then I was doubting myself as a vocalist, as a singer, everything like that. Um, and then the amazing Chrissy Ferros and I did a lot of uh, mental coaching as well on my vocals, not just that, not just on the strength side of things. And um, a few of the songs I actually – when I did the the album, I was still a little bit sick. So some of those tones um, that I got in like contorted reality in um, in the choruses, which um, if you don't hear it, you might be hearing a little bit of Chuck from um, from Testament. Wow. Yeah. 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 Now you're thinking, oh. mate, it's it, yeah, but it's it's still very you. Yeah. For a lot, it. it, it I'm very, very impressed with the vocal delivery on this man. Like it's, it's so, as I said, very, the only word that I can think of, it's very colorful and diverse. And that's something that you aim for as a vocalist. You want to tell those stories, you know? I'll also give a lot of credit to um, Travis for pushing me hard. Travis pushed me hard. Trust me, he he bore the the brunt of a few of my explosions. Uh, But we're like brothers. And even he said, you know, and he's been the same. He's been going through things and, He'll sort of ah me, and then a second like oh sorry, bro, I'm mad. you know we're 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 like that. But I think Nick Carpenter brought out a bit of a bit of inspiration in some of that stuff. We worked really hard together in the studio on the fly. But um, the first day I did the vocals, I remember sort of going yeah I was happy with it, but I wasn't because I did I, I we we planned everything out to start with the cleans and progressively get heavier to save the the throat. Um, yeah. So only you. Aspiring vocalists out there, plan your albums out. Just don't go in there and go, I'm going to do song one to song eight. It doesn't work like that. you got to plan it as a vocalist, like cleans first. Why? Because getting through a day of cleans is a lot easier than getting through a day of edits. Um, so we spaced things out. We did all the cleans first, and that was sort of pretty easy because you can attack the cleans a lot uh, without but went without sort of worrying too much. It's about getting that beautiful voice and getting that nice sound. And then it was a, then after that we went into the heavies, and that's where things changed. I, I sort of the first day of heavies was almost a throwout, and we were on limited time and a limited yeah. budget, you know, being an independent band. Yeah. And then I said to Nick, "No, nah, I'll do it all better." He's like, "You sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, easy." And I wasn't delivering. The problem was I was in a. I felt like I was being in a safe environment, like the microphone was there, and I was just. La, 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 la. You know, I was like, let's just, it's very pedestrian. And I said, no, nah, what is it that I do on stage that I'm not doing here? Well, I get into character on stage. Um, you know, people that know me out here, they're like, oh, you're so relaxed to get on stage. You're like, wow. Yep. Well, that's what I did. Like, you know, when I'm doing like the high screams, I was like, you know, the high stuff, I was sort of like sitting there with my fingers, like a pretending I was like, and honestly, I was pretending like I was the witch from The Wizard of Oz going, I'll get you, my little brother, you know, all the fingers, everything. Like when I was looking at that microphone, I was like, like I was screaming at it. Like even the guys are like, whoa, like your vocals just sound so intense in these bits. And I'm like, that's what I want. You've got to deliver it here because people can't see the intent. On stage, you can kind of, false your way through it a little bit yeah, because yeah, yeah. There's but on the on the recording you got to give it i remember doing you know four hour sessions people oh it's only four hours go in there for four hours and do that 
Yeah. I, I applaud any vocalist that does this stuff quite full time. It's a fucking workout. It's a hard mm. workout. Four hours of vocals is a long time. So, you know, worked really hard on it, and I'm really super proud of what's come out of it. Like both, dude. You should be. You absolutely should be. Because I know, man, I know it is hard. Like, as you said, going in for four hours, and it's different from jamming and, and of course, performing live. You're right. You know, you go in and you're recording. It's like everything is just – it's like the room shrinks – and it's everything is so focused. It can be it can be really daunting, and to get that performance out. So, I guess you you got to go in there not only with here and here, but also in here as well. And you got to get that yeah. working all together. And that's something I'm still trying to figure out when it comes to recording vocals. But you know, the thing I was, I was had to stop worrying about was blowing my voice out and going. Guess what? It's going to happen because if I'm blowing it out, it means I'm pushing. I I. I threw technique almost out the window and just went go on pure emotion. Like I remember Nick coming in to listen to the music. Oh man, dude, how how loud he got this? I'm like, I needed that loud to get yes. that intensity. You know, if I got it light, I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I'm like, no, oh, I need it loud and everything. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's how I went at it. So yeah, I, I, I truly 100. I, I remember days, you know, driving back to Brisbane and just getting home and just. Oh, like getting in the car and that just adrenaline dump going, man, I, oh, God, I know I gave it everything because I was knackered. I, I was flat out doing anything after I did that because I was just so, I just exhausted myself so much. 100%. It can, it, it's draining, but you can hear it on the album how much you put into it. And that's why mm. I, 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 I listened to it. I had it on loop, man. And it's very impressive. You should be proud as fuck. What you've, yes. you've achieved, absolutely, dude, absolutely, and I mean lyrically as well. I mean, we touched up on it before with you know personal things that have happened. But did much of the world and everything going on at the time have any influence uh, on the album? Like, what's going on the, in the world right now? You know, it, to be honest, order disorder. A lot of people have taken. Oh, is it about one? You know what? That was just a weirdly, oddly timed coincidence. Like, Order Disorder was just written not about anything going on at the moment, but the, the turmoil, because that song has actually been written for a while. It was one of mm. the older tracks, and, and it's kind of worked its way into the current situation. So if you listen to the lyrics on Order Disorder, it's like a dying world on the verge of collapse, you know? Um, you know, our future depends on you. I mean, when I first heard that chorus because of the way that we layered the vocals with Nick, um, I literally said it feels like it's hands across Australia, you know, like sing along with me. It's, it was almost too nice in a way. And I went, well, you know what? Either people are going to love it or they're going to hate it, but I love it. So, and if it's that catchy and people attach to it, cool, because I love it and I enjoyed it and I can take the piss out of it. But we're big Devon Townsend fans, so yes. he, he takes the piss out of everything. But um, yeah, honestly, Order Disorder was really just it was a it was lucky because the way things are turning out at the moment, it sort of fits what's going on with the narrative of now. Uh, contorted reality um, is sort of like I've always ever since I was a kid, I've always thought differently. I've never you know, and I don't read a lot or anything like that because I don't absorb information well. I just I just think differently. Um, and I've always wondered if you and I right now are actually sitting here having this conversation or is this just, you know, 
are we really here? Or is this just a dream? Or is it a reality of something else? Like, am I going to wake up in an hour's time? And when did that happen? You just don't know. You know, just things like that that I just yeah. mess with my head, you know, because that's the way I think. So contorted reality is sort of all about that sort of stuff. And then, I mean, then you take Des Architect. Like, I remember sitting here with Chris, the bass player, because I was like struggling a little bit getting words out. And we wrote it. We were like, oh, man, if somebody actually heard these lyrics, they'd want to like probably you know, put me in a, you know, a straight coat and in a padded cell. But it's a, it's, it's just really a piss take in a way of, you know, thinking of how like a psychological killer, like it's death's architect, you know, the words are all about what that person might be thinking. And then you got, not to touch on too much negative thought process, more personal, the hypnotist, that was only actually finished two weeks before the album recording started. No way. So. It's a good one. Yep. I, I sort of had something for the choruses, but I had nothing else and I was struggling. I was really struggling with with lyrics and I was sitting down night after night, day after day, writing things out. I was even in quarantine because I'd flown over for work overseas. Oh, I spent yeah. two weeks in quarantine and was like, yep, I'll get it done in that two weeks and came out with nothing. And then Trav just had this little verse and that first line of that, you know, sort of, few other little words and then boom just it opened the whole way up for he had already called it the hypnotist and it worked and then it just kind of worked out i only think i finished writing how the the chorus was sort of by accident the second part of it it was just me being lazy i mean i don't really know what i'm going to do so i'm just going to do it like that and then when i listen to it oh it kind of sounds hypnotic Eh, works and now the more i listen to it it's become one of my favorite songs so a lot of the stuff um I don't know. I just write how I'm feeling at the time. It may be something that's going on in the world or or whatnot, but just whatever's sort of going on. And so, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff has just been by accident, really. Has there so, ever been anything with your travels? Because you do travel a lot, I, I see, with 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 work and your coaching. Do you – has there been anything that's directly influenced that you've seen on your travels that have, have made its way? Um, I guess – Order disorder could be like that because I've seen so many different parts of the world and mm. and how we are very lucky here. And, you know, I've been one of the lucky ones. I, I travelled during the COVID period and I got to meet people that were from America and France and all different countries. And, you know, we keep saying here, and, and I don't want to get, I don't get into this whole thing. I'd stay clear. Like, if you have your opinion, that's cool. I have my opinion. Let's all respect it. I don't care. You know, I'm not one of these people that say, do get vaccine, don't get vaccine. I've been vaccinated for my own personal reasons. If you choose not to, that's cool. If you've done your research and you believe it wholeheartedly, well, that's your choice. Who am I to tell you what to do? Anyway, let's not get too far into that. <laughs> I know, man. Um, I know. I was oh, going to say. Like, that's like deep, <laughs> all that one. So yeah, I'll just right say right. that. Yeah. Um, I guess meeting people and, and seeing how um, fortunate we are here with the way our government, once again, not getting to it, has handled the situation, like meeting Ernesto, who's one of my idols for many years, and him telling me about how, you know, you know, multiple family members have died within weeks. You know, and well, we haven't experienced that here. Yeah. Why? Because our government have been asked, as, you know, as a lot of people say, but we are lucky and we really are. We've avoided that big death plague, you know. Um, so, you know, and then also being in third world countries and, I'm in China and, you know, you'll see the old lady with the wooden stick and she's carrying her groceries in those little baskets that you only see in like anime movies. 
and she's there walking down the road. I gave her 100 RMB, which is like 20 bucks Australian. They told me that's probably a week's wage to her. Oh, wow. And then next minute, a Lamborghini goes past. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. In world-defining moments, perspective is everything. The Economist is all about journalism that's rigorously researched, independent, original, and insightful. We interpret developments to reveal the bigger picture, to sharpen your understanding of everything from climate change to voters' rights, the war in Ukraine to the midterm elections. Head to economist.com understanding and subscribe to bring the world into focus. You know, so just just how lucky we are and how unlucky some people are. Mm. You know, we're lucky that we were born here and not born over there. Like if you're born, so border disorder, you know, is very much about that, you know, governments and how we're treated by the governments. And, you know, despite the protests, the orders are given, you know, despite our concerns disrupting the system, it's just a key figure's demise. They, they don't care sometimes. It's just foreign trade. Like why are we sending our fruit overseas and then buying from overseas? Yeah, we wonder why there's no growth in our jobs and everything like that, because as much as then once again, I don't like getting as much as Trump can be an idiot saying things like make America great again. I get it. And he's trying to get lots over there. But the way he goes about it is totally stupid. But, you know, his message of what he was trying to do was I, I was getting it the way he was doing it totally wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's what we need to do here like all of our jobs go off over sure i get it's cheaper well you know what bring the materials in and get the labor done here and let's build our economy because some of the most successful economies in the world are all local why because they keep local people employed I don't know, so anyway but yeah so yeah, little things like that, I guess, do influence me while I'm out and about, you know, seeing all those sort of things. And it gives you just different perspective on life and how lucky you are to have that privilege to travel and, and be in these countries and, and see all these beautiful things because a lot of them there, oh, you just go to these, especially Asian countries, I love it because their architecture is just beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. I, I, I haven't answered your question. No, that 100%. No, 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 no. That answered my question. Perfectly answered my question. But, uh, Excellent. Man, oh, I'd love to go see all what you've seen, dude. <laughs> of course. Japan's still on, on, the, on the list. I know, Shane, I haven't been there yet. I know. I'd love to tour Japan. That's like my dream. Yeah. Mm. It would be amazing to go. That's one place that we are hopefully getting asked to go to. But at the moment, everything for us is Singapore because it's one of the only countries letting us in for – for um our work yeah wow yeah. crazy times crazy times but uh of course well, uh, i'll tell you now mate when you when you fly over there and you spend 10 days in a quarantine bubble and you're sitting at a window watching the outside of singapore you've never been there and i've been there but i haven't experienced it because i was there and then i came back here and did 15 days in quarantine you know it was it was an experience but would i do it again no way it wasn't fun that's that's full on dude i could imagine i've got mates who live in singapore so it's like, 
you know, for, from the Gold Coast. They moved over there and, man, full on. I've heard it all down there. Full on. But, yeah. uh, of, of course, you're going to be launching the album on October 9. Mansfield yeah. Cavern with Masik. Uh, shout out to Cy. What a legend. Love Cy. Mate, mate, he's, he, let's just, let's just sit on him for a second. He is like one of the best fucking front men in this country. Yes. Has an intensity that nobody else has. 100%. 100%. He intimidates me. Like, nicest fucking dude. But man, he is a fucking monster. Shout out. Shout out to you, bro. If if you're going to watch it. I don't know if he's going to watch it on. But, uh, oi, shout out to him. He's fucking awesome. What a rad dude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the band as a whole, they've got such a big energy. Like, and, and it's an, it annoys me when they only have a small crowd because they deserve to be playing in front of, you know, bigger crowds all the time. But it's a sign of the of the local times, as I call it. And I may get in a little bit of shit for saying these sort of things, but, you know, me, Nev, when have I ever not been controversial <laughs> back in the day? I know, Let's say arch enemy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> ruffled a few feathers back in the day, but yeah. look, without being too, oh, he knows what he's talking about. I think because I've done a lot of promoting back in the past, and then yeah. you know, obviously with the club Phoenix, and then I've gone on promoting fight shows and that. And coming back into this, the one thing I'm noticing there's a lot of same old, same old, same old, same old, same old, same old going on. Um, a lot of shows are just. It's the same bands, the same shows, the same lineups, just the same thing. And you're trying to push prices up and telling your mates to come along and fork out X amount of dollars for the same group of people. Uh, and I get it. It's hard at the moment with all the, the restrictions and stuff like that. The band should be pulling back a little bit. Okay, let's write some new stuff. Let's do this. Let's do that and, and find other ways to go about. We push this album forward knowing that international bands aren't going to travel for a while. So this is the best time to be an Australian band to try and tour because I remember when we came back, it's like, dude, every man and his dog became an international promoter and every week it felt like you had an international band hitting Brisbane and you're trying to get in the mix of that. Yeah, That's hard because, Very hard. you know, people don't have consistently, you know, got money to just keep forking out. So what are they going to do? They're going to pick and choose. So, they're going to see an international or a local. Well, shit, they're going to go see the international band because how often they're going to see them. So now we've fallen into the rut of local bands probably playing a bit too much. And it's something that I've thought about for a long time. I spoke to Cy about it, about us, you know, can we do something like, you know, seminars or something to, you're not saying we know anything, but to coach these people to go, hey, there is a way to market yourself mm-hmm. without playing all the time. You know, like we've always, we've all done it. When we first start in the band, you play every damn show you can. That's the whole point. Then you need to put the brakes on, do a bit of touring, do some recording, then start picking and choosing a bit more. Just if you're playing the same places for the same people, there's no growth. Yeah. Man, it's yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like it's uh but I at the same time, I feel like there is something that's about to happen. Musically, yep. I feel like there's there's a lot of great bands like yourselves. You're back in action. You've got uh, well, you've been for a while, but with this album, it's it's really on fire. You know, yeah, we, massive. We had nothing. Yeah, we know. had nothing for so long, and you can only do so so much without having a product to sell. You know, you're only selling yourselves as a live band 
yeah. and you're not selling and you know and you can't play your new music because you're writing it you've yeah. got to give something you know wet someone's appetite and give them something new every now and right. then that's it you know and, and that's the thing i totally agree there's going to be there's going to be a shift and i think a lot of these promoters are going to well, i'm hoping they do reevaluate things and like i said I'd, message me guys i'm happy to help anyone because i think the scene can be very healthy again I mean, like it used to be, um, you know, it's just sticking to 10 or 12 bands on a lineup if you're going to do a mini festival type thing without thinking you need to saturate the shit out of it because, you know, whether people like what I say or not, that doesn't bother me because that's why I always do my own thing. I mean, what we've got, we've got what Open Casket. Now, the funny thing about Open Casket that's playing this show, the drummer is actually Kylie's son. Now, Kylie used to date Matt, our keyboard player, and Tim, the drummer, when he was a kid, was always in his pajamas. I love telling this story. Coming and hearing us jam at Kylie's house, there you and we go. used to do crap because he'd go, "Oh, I like the drums." And we're like, "Timmy, and he's a drummer." So they're opening the show. So it's amazing to have you know that Tim's band is going to open the show, and they're a cool little thrash band. Um, and then you've got um, who's on second? Zagta. Zagta. You know, Zagta, like. Awesome, man. Like, I, I actually haven't caught a whole of their set yet. I've caught yeah. bits and pieces. And who knows what Paul's going to come out with. I mean, he's dressed up as E-Man before, so <laughs> I maybe, maybe he can come out as Shearer this time. Oh, so, right. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then, you know, you got Eternal Torment. Let's not worry about them. The singer's yeah. crap anyway. Oh, oh no, but, yeah. but I caught you guys at um, I caught you guys at the back room, and I loved it. Had that oh, real thanks. death metal. I like. I love that that old school death metal. Old school, yeah. So you guys just reminded me. It took me back to listening to Misery when I heard. It, I was like, oh, this this is, reminds me of the eighties. Oh, sorry, nineties Australian death metal scene. You know when it was healthy, and you could see even the old dudes were all there going, oh yeah, this band. It's like it was cool that you guys were on the show, and then obviously all the interstate bands couldn't come yeah. up, and we were like, man, what are we going to do? And like, nah. Let's get massive. I know they've just played, but um, you know they were happy to jump on and play. And and I think and you look at this; it's only three, four, five bands, and already I think you know pre-sold tickets. I mean, all the bands are going mental selling pre-sold. So um, I'm pretty sure already like close to 200 pre-solds in the hard copy tickets gone already. Mate, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. Uh, more so. Not just playing the gig, but also watching you guys, hanging out with you guys, and just uh, it, it's catching up with people that I haven't seen in a little while because we're all friends. We've all been in and out and supporting each other's bands for the last 20 years. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of, it's going to be a, a pretty special gig for me. Uh, I, I feel like it's uh, one that's uh, going to go down in history, man. Well, the three amigos too. Like we got that picture of. I uh, will have to recreate that photo every now and then. I'm just it. gonna have to keep recreating every time we play a gig you, together. You, me, and Sai have to recreate that photo that we had from Wallapalooza. You know what? I was just thinking that before you mentioned that antennas were up. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorite photos. Yeah, comes it's up such like a. Time. That's right. It's just a. It's a real photo of three dudes just having a good time and just having a beer and watching some bands. And now that's the thing. What people don't realize is, like you, you have to get out there and support the music. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, promoters have a responsibility 
to promote in a way that brings people to the shows. Don't just keep sticking on shows and going, if I pack all this in here, everyone will come. It does, It just doesn't work that way. You've got to think a little bit more about it. And go, I mean, I took a big risk of getting Orpheus up here, Decidia, and getting Alarum. I mean, it would have been great to have them up here, but that was all, it was going to cost quite a bit of money. But I didn't care because I thought with those three interstate acts on, as well as the others, it's going to people are going to go, oh, wow, there's something different coming up. And that's what we got to do. We used to have a lot of that variety. And and a lot of the bands, like I've been catching Piston Fist quite a bit lately, and they're, they're another cool band. Awesome. Really enjoy it. Yeah. So I think next year we'll get, you know, some bands, hopefully not just thinking festival, festival, festival. Be confident knowing that if you just put, you know, four or five bands on, you can sell. And don't it's advice for you youngins out there, don't say only $15. As soon as you say only $15, people will go, why is it only $15? Mm. Chuck 20 bucks on there and you'll sell more. People don't care about 20 bucks anymore. Back in the day, it was 10 bands for 10 bucks. Remember those days, Neville? Right, man, I, I remember that. I remember the old $5 gigs at the Shark Bar. But also, back then, the drink was two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now you pay twelve dollars for a drink, so twenty bucks isn't that much money. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. Exactly. So it's inflation, and bands are worth it. You know, don't like they're all worth it. I see these local bands, like, like I said, that young band Odia see, and there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of young bands out there. You watch them and go, man. Uh, I remember catching up with Damien Biggers after one of his shows, and you know he, he was the drummer of the day back in the day. You'd see Sarkuth and just be like, man, that dude is crazy. And he even said, man, these young drummers now are just so good. He goes, back in the day, you'd get a few good drummers, but they weren't all just this good. And they're all just frigging great musicians. You know, back in the day, it was a bass player was a guitarist and there was not yeah, enough yeah, bass yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Now you've got them all in there doing this now. Yeah. Yep. Where before it was a guitarist doing this because he'd, he'd fill in <laughs> and he was in 15 of the bands like Todd from Headcase. He was in nearly every single band in Brisbane at one stage, I think. <laughs> he had his own festival, though. He did. He played. It's <laughs> crazy, but yeah, man. After Tony, uh, getting back to the the to everything, it's it's. Um, I'm looking forward to the October nine. Hey. I'm looking forward to October first, the album being released and and people getting their grubby little fingers on it. You've already got your grubby fingers on the album, don't you? I do, but not physical. So I'm gonna have to get a physical Ooh. copy. But I've been cranking yeah. it. Um, merchandising. Have we got some uh, some shirts and stuff coming up? We can get at the gig, hey. Well, there could be a new shirt on its way. Yeah, I'm keen. I got a surprise. Got a little surprise that I'm not saying too much now because it's um, something a little different. Put it that way. So it's a, it's a shirt, but it's something a little different. Uh, something you haven't seen. So uh, it sounds like, you know, don't worry, it's not going to be like, you know, uh, have three happy endings with every shirt or anything, but um, <laughs> but it's it's something a little bit different. And I went outside the box on this, and I've asked the band guys in the band to trust me, um, and we'll just see we'll see what people say when they see the shirt. Uh, Is it like a mankini? Fuck, that would be all right though. <laughs> yeah. It's just something a little different that people yeah. aren't used to seeing. You know, it's still a t-shirt, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to say too much and give too much away. I want that sort of either it's going to be wow, I like it or nah. So hopefully it's not the latter. Well, I'm keen. 
I'm keen, and I'll yeah. I'll throw I'll throw all the money. Oh, that's good. I, we need I, it because it's cost a lot. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not throwing anything now because I got nothing in my hands. But there will be on the day it'll be my card. I'll be going charge it, charge it. So yeah, I think the biggest thing for me now, I I think um, people are going to get sick of me spamming Facebook because if you're on my Facebook page, I don't post my public, my personal life on there. It's, it's realistically just for my music and for my my Muay Thai, um, my life with my kids is that my life. I don't need to tell you every day when they ate a sandwich or when they went to the beach with me because you know what, that's my moment. If I'm on my phone, I'm not spending time with them. So um, I just spam you. And if you don't like it, just unfollow me. That's fine. So um, <laughs> the amount of labels and stuff that I've just spammed and I haven't been responded by anyone. They're probably annoyed. I'm probably getting blocked by half of the labels in the world. So, but I'm like, hey, you just got to keep chucking the line out there and hopefully one day someone bites and you know, you're getting told, oh, but you've got to have so many followers and you've got to have this. Well, you know what? Every band at one stage didn't have 100,000 followers that were built up. Like, look at Ginger. They've been one of the hardest working bands and they've just grown and grown and grown. And look, Tatiana's a great selling, but you've got to have product as well. You just can't be a pretty face. You've got to be yeah. – and they're a great band and and they're, they're, they've worked their asses off to get where they've got. 100%. 100%. Mm. Yep. And now look at them. It's fucking – That's right. It is crazy. But, uh, dude – I'm so pumped for this album uh, coming out and, of course, the uh, show on October 9. Thanks for hanging and having a, a cold one with us. Even though oh, cheers. I'm going to ask you one question before you go. Ding? Yes. Favourite track on the album? Ooh. If you had to pick one. I do like Hypnotist Day. It, yeah, I know. How, it, and is it a song that just, at first, you're unsure it just, Grows on you and grows on you and grow. That's what it's done to me, anyway. Oh no, I reckon like because the first time I listen to it, it's like any um, you, you know, you listen to it and you sort of get your head around it, and then second time you sort of go, you pick your moments. That was the one that really I like. I like it from start to finish, and that's not me just saying that. I like it as a whole. It works. I mean, it's thirty nine minutes, but it's so packed. It feels like it's a one giant piece. But that track yeah. there in particular, I, I was like at my computer desk, ignoring all the noise around me and just tapping along to it. And I was like, oh, I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm. But, you know, even yeah. even the re-recording of um, Bodies on Fire, man, like that new interpretation is fucking incredible. Like that whole cinematic, I'm giving it away here, the whole cinematic intro that even has – very faint um, spoilers like you know how like the original it's got those the gun it's sort of like the rapid yep there's it's it's sneakily hidden in the back unless that was the printer it's sneakily hidden in back here somewhere because i could hear it in my my uh headphones i was like oh that sounds familiar you know but it still had this big cinematic it, it felt like you know like video games with their scores these days have gotten to a point where it's just insane. You guys have captured that and, and, and built a world out of this album that I think it, it hasn't been done, especially locally in a very, very long time. It's something very, very special. And uh, I love it. So you're asking me a hard question there. I do like that song, but there's, there's things about this whole album as a whole 
that I can I, I I'm get I'm constantly getting more and more out of it the more I hear it. So uh, yeah. There you go. That's my little rant. Yeah, no, I'm the same, mate. When I listen to it, it depends on my mood, which is the song I go to first. That's what I found even for myself. It's like, you know, the hypnotist for me has been one that I'll go if I'm just in that good headspace, you just go straight to it. Yeah, yeah. Then on other days, it's like, oh, this song like The Bled, or then I go to this and I'm like, man, I can't really go. And even with bodies, the the big thing for me is I had to – do a few little things differently because what's the point of just re-bringing out the song and it being exactly the same as it was in the past? It's like, well, why re-record it? Um, so really thought like, you know, the ending is a little... Yes, yes. Mm. And I actually had that written down in notes somewhere here that I, I was like, the ending, without spoiling it, is fucking incredible, dude. Vocally, there's this one mm. thing you do that I was like... Yeah, like I'll talk to you about I, it after everyone here. Yeah. But I was like, "Well, I, That's I, a I did it, guys. and the guys didn't even know I did it. It was something I did in the studio. I took a risk, and I went like it or lump it. I kind of think that's the way it's going to go, and I hope you like it. And yeah, it wasn't a like it or lump it. I was hoping. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah, yeah. I was, I was sold on it. I walked out confident going, I think these guys are going to like it if they don't tough shit because I love it. So, <laughs> And then when they heard it, they just went, you did that. I'm like, I did that. And they're like, mm. and they like it more. So it was, yeah. I think and, it's one of the best choruses. Yeah, I love that chorus. It's yeah. always been a good one. Man, it's a good one, eh? Like, I- <laughs> you got me thinking about it now because tomorrow I'll be listening to it again and I'll go, Oh, I got it. Oh, but this is this and this. It more will pop out. A, yeah, you'll be going. You'll be listening to the old version of Bodies and the new version going, ah, uh, yeah. oh. Because I remember, as yeah. I said, I, I remember when that came out, dude. You know, like, I've, yeah. you know, I've still got that CD somewhere, even though we live in this digital age. I still have all those, those albums, you know, so it's like that's one of them. And I've always kept held on to it. You know, people sort of go, well, I'm just going to rip everything. Like, I did that, but that's one album that I kept. So there you go. I'm just saying, I still love physical copies, even if I don't keep them. If it's yeah. a band I really love, I just like having it. I just <laughs> like having it. And, and I don't know why. Like, I, I get Spotify and all that. And people whinge about Spotify. But look, at the end of the day, we used to mix, we used to, you know, get tape and tape tapes. Spotify is just the new version of that. And you know, at the end of the day, if you don't like it, don't put your music out because they don't rip it. You have to upload it and give permission. So don't whinge that Spotify is using your music because you're the one that uploaded it. So they don't twist your arm. And unfortunately, it's a, it's a, it's a way to basically it's the new blank tape. It's the blank tape of the, of the new millennium. Me me and Shane, you remember Shane. Uh, Yeah. He, me and him used to go to school with a massive duffel bag full of cassettes. And everyone would be like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, it's our, it's everything. It's our, our whole entire world is in this duffel bag. Now, kids these days, it's all in a little phone. Not as heavy sure. bag full of cassettes where we'd have to get the pen, you know, and you put the pen in, you go, try and rewind it real fast and you oh, fuck the tape. That's yeah. God, I remember those days when I chew your tape. I remember when my <laughs> my Sanyo my Sanyo CD player tore up my Bobby Brown tape. I was so disappointed when I was eleven listening to Bobby Brown. 
and everyone's like, what? You listen to Bobby Brown? I still listen to Bobby Brown. I don't care what anybody says. I still (laughs) love Roxette. So, you know. Rest in peace, Yeah, I know. I listen to heaps of different music, not just metal. So, yeah. That's it. You got to. You absolutely got to. But, uh, but dude, we can uh, we can keep chatting. But uh, say yeah, you yeah. know we, we won't stop if we if we don't stop. No, mate, that's it. It'll 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 go on. But uh, let's. I'll I'll put my little tag here, mate. Thanks again for hanging. We'll have all the links down here for the album and the show. Get them now. And uh, brother, thanks for hanging out on the show. Thank you for having me, and hopefully I've um, not uh, annoyed anybody with some of my little rants there. But, uh, you know, if it helps someone, it does. If it doesn't, hey, take it, my advice, or don't. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, buy tickets to the show, all right, and support the bands from day one. So it is opening at 5 o'clock now. Originally it was 3.30, so doors are opening at 5 o'clock and first bands at 6. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 